Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Today we're joined by Mr. Rob Veltman, AKA the Black Belt Guy. Before we get started, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. With many great athletes, coaches, breakdowns, and hot takes, you're not gonna wanna miss a thing. We are powered by Spirit Leaf Waterdown, located at 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. If you're looking for Canada's top cannabis brand, head over to Spirit Leaf Waterdown and Alex and his crew will help you get set up with all your THC and CBD needs. In-store options are finally available in Ontario and don't forget to use the promo code to save some money. Just follow them on Instagram and use the promo code CHPODCAST10 and you'll get your savings. We are also sponsored by Project Xyard. Project Xyard has been helping underprivileged youth get connected with Jiu-Jitsu throughout the GTA and they continue to do so. If you know anyone who would benefit from this program, reach out to us or Project XGuard and we'll help them get connected. Thanks everybody, and we'll see you on the mats. This is, this is, this is the podcast, so this is, this is what we do normally. But uh, in all seriousness, we have uh, Professor Rob Veltman from uh, Cobacan Sisu in, out in Guelph here with us on the podcast today. Mr. Rob Veltman, how are you doing this? this evening that we were recording i am doing great thank you how are you guys doing doing oh, definitely awesome. doing good good <laughs> after we got through all our technical bullshit but we're good <laughs> so rob what what have you been up to uh it's been a crazy year and a bit to say the least uh what are what are some things you've been up to what's what have you been doing uh during this time with with uh covid from march 2020 to now what's what's been keeping you busy uh, so March, 2020 to now, um, I've been doing, playing a lot of Mr. Mom, actually. <laughs> uh, I've got two young kids, uh, they're in, uh, homeschooling. Uh, so helping them out a lot, uh, still trying to keep our club going, doing, uh, online zoom classes and yeah, started up a YouTube channel about self-defense, that black belt guy. And that's taken up a lot of time as well. So, uh, and then on top of that, my wife and I invest in real estate and yeah, so it's, I'm actually busier now than I was before COVID started. Yeah. Like I, I feel like a lot of people have kind of like taken their businesses into a totally different route than they were normally had to kind of systematically working a certain way. And then especially when you start adding like zoom classes or like special one-on-one -on -one things like on zoom, it kind of changes the way you kind of look at your business more than anything. Oh, absolutely has to. Yeah. Um, and for us, I mean, the Zoom classes have been, we've, we're getting some revenue for it, but we're not paying our rent with uh, the Zoom classes alone. So it, mm -hmm. we really need to open back up for us to get going again. Yeah, I, I especially like, it's not just you guys, right? It's like everybody in the entire, like pretty much I'll say the province for sure. Like everybody's been really hamstringed from, um, you know, being shut down for like almost close to a year now. Yeah, actually since the last, yeah. the last uh, lockdown, which has been since October. Yeah. And, and for us, we had some money put aside uh, for a rainy day and yeah, that rainy day has come and gone. Like um, I know other clubs that have gone under uh, Sil Moroni in Montreal. I know Rodrigo mm -hmm. Mandaruka down in the States uh, is uh, shut the doors. Uh, Justin Bruckman's closed his doors and uh, it's just, it's got to end at some point. Yeah. It's, unfor it's unfortunate with everything that's happened, but I, I hope um, all those people uh, bounce back soon, especially when I think the second half of this year, I think things are getting a lot better now. I think it's, you know, I, I think hopefully we're at the point where we can start talking about, you know, reopening, reopening, doing it the right way, you know, getting everybody back on the mats and hopefully, 
you know, training again, training Absolutely. again yeah. in, the not, in the not so distant future. So what are you guys, I know Mike, your wife does jujitsu, does she not? Yeah, she does. Yes. Yeah. So do you guys have mats in the basement or something that you use? We got it. We have some mats in the garage. I have like, you know, gym equipment. So I've been trying to keep myself busy with that as well. And I think like a lot of people like in the martial arts community, they've, they've had to adapt and evolve. Like me and Aaron, we work in the fitness industry and we, we've talked about that a lot on here and we've had to, we've had to adapt to the situation just like anybody else. So we've had to offer, you know, you know, different things on zoom, you know, had to, maybe we can't do in, you know, like, let's say like an in-person style of training, we have to do something else. We have to offer, you know, different services or things like that to try to, you know, meet the demand. Cause you know, at the end of the day, you know, people still want to try to practice, you know, martial arts in some way, or, you know, people still want to be healthy and try to get themselves in shape in some other way as well. Just the, the medium and how the message is delivered just changes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I know for me, like I've had a bunch of people reach out wanting to do private lessons at the club and, uh, uh, our club's a not-for-profit organization. So we try to do absolutely everything by the book. Um, so our insurance is null and void. If somebody comes in, does a private and like stubs their toe or something and then has a problem. So, uh, we, I've had to turn down a lot of stuff like that, um, which would have really helped, but it is what it is. And yourself, Aaron, like, I have a set of mats in my basement and I have a five-year-old that I practice my leg lock game on. So, um, you know, like I'm, I've been tuning, tuning those skills the best I can. Aaron, Aaron hooks and tool holds. <laughs> exactly. Aaron has a, actually a, a, a system out, uh, an instructional on uh, decimating five-year-olds. Okay. I have to check that out. So you're that, you're, you're, you're that black belt guy. Aaron's that, you know, child beater guy (laughs) (laughs) on on Instagram. I think that's actually his new uh, Instagram handle after this. Yeah, no, we don't want to plug that in at all. That's the bad news, but, uh, (laughs) but I don't, I don't uh, want child protective services being called on it. For the record, it was, it was the, the DVD was a joke. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Look at it. You check it out on Instagram. It's absolutely hilarious. No yeah, children no. were harmed in the making of this of this DVD. Only the, the grappling dummy that Aaron greatly edited in. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, that's, that's my fun stuff. But no, like I like I, like everybody. Like I've tried to keep guys connected as I could, and obviously, like training with like a, a certain individual that's been in a bubble format. Like that's all I can do, right? And just kind of. As we say, like we're the outlaws. <laughs> so what? What do you mean you're doing illegal stuff, Aaron? I would not. No, no, not at all. I can't say that. I'm just saying and the outlaws. I'm, I'm just saying yeah, if I he was doing it. If I was. Yeah. If he was, just say if you were. Just make sure if you put it on Instagram, just put like Throwback Thursday or something. Yeah, exactly, in yeah. 2022 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Off in a time machine, went and trained, and then came back. <laughs> So kind of like now, Rob, like when you look at your, your kind of like the idea of like Zoom and obviously like the eventual having to go back to in-person classes, are you still going to kind of like format your business like to have that option for Zoom individuals that might not be ready to kind of make that happen, that change or kind of like, okay, that's it. We, we have been doing that. So as we sort of close down, reopen, and the problem is when we first closed down, like everything shut, came to a screeching halt. And we started Zoom classes. 
and we had people doing them and then they sort of tapered off and by the end of it nobody wanted to do the zoom classes anymore uh and then when we reopened it was very slow getting going and we still had some people wanting to do the zoom classes only so mm -hmm. we kept the zoom classes going simultaneously with our uh in-class uh, sessions um and then again shut down and same thing like uh it started off strong and uh tapered down now this last time around we actually have a bunch of grappling dummies that we got uh for use in class and this last shutdown I said, hey, if anybody wants to continue doing Zoom classes, feel free, like, let me know. You can sign out one of the dummies, take them home with you, and then, yeah, keep working at home with us. And we've had much more um, consistent uh, attendance uh, since we've done that than the uh, first two times around. Okay. What do you think uh, training is going to look like? you know, after, you know, this reopening or like maybe after, you know, COVID dies down more, you know, is there, are there going to be some changes to like class structures? Do you think there should be some changes? Like, how are you going to structure things? Like, what are your, what are your thoughts? Like post pandemic world, like what are going to be some things that are going to be a little different? We're going to do whatever we have to do. And uh, I, I, I'd like to see, see things just go back to normal. Um, I personally believe COVID's around for a long time. It's not going anywhere. So uh, if people are vaccinated, I think it's going to make a big difference. And there's a big debate about that. Should you or shouldn't you? But um, the fact, and especially the fact that some people have caught it two or three times now, like uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, I believe, uh, caught it twice. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you player. hadn't heard okay. that, Aaron? Or? No, I wasn't aware you got it that many times. Um, I, uh, from my understanding, yeah, he, he's caught it twice. Okay. Um, but the fact that you, you can catch it twice leads me, leads me to believe that it's not going anywhere. So mm -hmm. we're going to have to learn to deal with it somehow. Um, and whether that's through vaccinations or whatnot, but, uh, we can't keep everything shut down forever. It's people are losing their businesses. They're losing money. Mental health, uh, situations are at an all time high. Uh, I don't know if you guys talked to any police officers or, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I trained several of them and they're like, yeah, like things are through the roof in that department right now. Yeah, that, that's a tough one, too, because like it's like you're battling two different things, obviously. And we could I'm not going to get into the whole debate of whether it being it's a political crisis or a health crisis, whatever. Right. But yeah. especially when kind of, it's at, kind of like a little bit of everything, honestly, it's a little bit of everything. Right. But when we look at like mental health, where it's like we then again, this is a critical thing where we want to create as many possibilities for individuals to find an outlet for mental health but we're also limiting those individuals and what they could do for their mental health so it's like catch 22 and you're fucked either way and yeah like so like what like i and again nobody i'm not expecting you to have the answer but it's like what do you think is the, like, the solution to kind of like build upon this because i think that's the key thing we all got to get out of this and we got to keep our mental health at, at strong yeah um and i i don't know like i like you said i don't have the answers um but i think we need to open up at some point and just things are going to happen as they happen we can't stay in a lockdown period for five years it's just going to kill the economy and all this mental the mental health issues are just going to go through the ceiling at that point mm -hmm. Um, so people need an outlet. So I think that, yeah, things need to open up for people to be able to get out and do stuff and get their mind off what's going on. 
I've had a bunch yeah. of students reach out to me and saying like, that's their biggest issue right now is they need something to do to get their mind off stuff. Yeah, it's, it's definitely an issue. I think it's just, you know, I think, you know, having, you know, a lockdown or a shutdown, like, you know, it's, I'm once again, not here to debate it, but I think it's, it's also not like, you're right. It's not a long-term solution. It's a short-term yeah. solution to like a problem, but like, you can't repeat, you can't repeatedly use it as a solution or you can't use it as like, okay, we're just going to do this. And this is how things are going to be going forward. I think long-term, I, you know, you mentioned it like, you know, vaccinations, I think things like that will help to, it's not going to make COVID disappear, but I think it'll, it'll get it significantly more under control. Yeah. So that way we yeah. can, you know, go out and live our lives a little bit more. Yeah. So um, what I wanted to ask you, Rob, so like, I know like you have a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you also have a black belt in Judo, which is amazing how you can combine both worlds, obviously from the stand up all the way back to the ground. And you kind of look at that whole idea of like new school versus old school, like obviously the transitions of like the no gi and gi, like where do you kind of like see like the trends going, especially where we look at like with the stand up game or is it more kind of like, like from obviously from floor to sorry from standing to floor or just starting from the floor where do you kind of like see the game kind of moving towards i don't you're talking about uh, sport competition um, sport competition or just like in general so for myself like to be honest i don't follow sport really closely um if somebody recommends a good match i'd lo I'd love to watch good grappling uh regardless of what form it's in, uh, via judo, jiu-jitsu, no gi, gi, but, um, I don't follow it closely. Um, but it, I, I've always looked at martial arts being for self-defense first. Um, so for self-defense purposes, I think you need takedowns because you could be fantastic on the ground, but if you can't get the guy there in the first place, then it doesn't do you any good. There, there does need to be a certain blend, uh, which is why, for myself, I've done both and uh, practiced both a lot to uh, be able to get good at not only getting to the ground, but then doing something while I'm down there. Mm -hmm. on, your, on your channel, you talk about a lot of like self-defense as well. And yeah. like, that's kind of the theme of your, you know, your YouTube channel. Absolutely. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll give you an opportunity to plug it in a second. Um, but uh, I wanted to go over because, you know, you're very big on self-defense. So somebody listening to this, just starting out in jiu-jitsu, or even just like just general tips for somebody listening to this, like what are some, you know, things like that they should be aware of, like if they're in a situation that maybe they're not, you know, accustomed to, or like how to get out of certain things and situations and things like that. Um, as far as self-defense goes, you're talking or? Yeah, just, yeah, okay. just like a broad. I, I think the biggest thing about self-defense is situational awareness and knowing what's going on around you um, and reacting to that. So if you can avoid being in that physical confrontation in the first place, then you're much better off than if you have to do anything like really. And if you're taking jujitsu for self-defense specifically, um, you've done something wrong because you've got to that situation where you need to rely on it. Uh, so whether it be you're walking home at night and you can take the shortcut home going through the forest or taking a long way home along the lighted street and you choose to go through the forest, well, <clears throat> you've just opened up lots of opportunities uh, to be attacked there. It's much safer taking the long way around, even though it is a bit longer, you're much safer in the long run. 
So you're saying don't take the the dark, yeah, <laughs> the dark yeah. forest route. Well, and the funny thing about common sense is, is not that common. <laughs> yeah, that's never been a trait for a lot of people, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, Unfortunately. Yeah. So it, it, as far as uh, using uh, martial arts for self defense, yeah, it's good for self defense, but even better is learning how to look ahead and see what's going on around you. Take a notice of your surroundings. Um, you see somebody coming towards you, maybe like, yeah, take a look at another, a different way to go. Mm -hmm. So like when you kind of like in your experience, obviously like if you've had a lot of students either and they've come in with the, like, Hey, I've had this situation. I'm assuming they've had yep. like, I've had a situation. How can I get better? Like what, what's kind of like your advice or kind of like, how do you approach that situation? Um, every situation is going to be different. So, mm -hmm. and everybody's got their own story to tell. So the first thing I'd say is like, how did you get there in the first place? Like, let's take a look at how we could have avoided that situation um, and take steps not to be there again the next time. Mm -hmm. uh, and then if they're asking me specifically, like, yeah, the guy sucker punched me. Like, yeah, well, what do you do? <laughs> Go home, get some ice, put it on your... Uh, yeah how did, you, how did you end up getting sucker punched <laughs> well yeah exactly yeah yeah how did you end up in that situation why were yeah. you there <laughs> what led up to that moment basically exactly yeah yeah what are what are some of like the craziest things that you've seen because i just going through like you know your youtube channel that black belt guy shout out um what are some things that you've seen or you've read in like the news or anything that you've gone over on your youtube channel where you're just like what the hell is going on here uh, i'd have to say i don't know if you saw the article on the lady that got bear maced in ottawa no was that the, was that the she got bear maced in ottawa yeah so <clears throat> she had somebody contact her through a facebook group um saying oh i just saw that you're uh, recently had a child and yeah we've I've got some clothes if I can pass them off to you. So she met up with her. Uh, she dropped off the clothes. And then the next day, or two days later, I believe, she phoned saying, um, oh, my boss is giving out gift baskets to new mothers for Mother's Day. So the lady showed up at her door and uh, bear maced her in the face, then pushed past her, went and grabbed the new baby and took off with it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, That's so... Weird. So for her, she was like, I knew, and she was yelling the whole time, like, oh, this is my baby. Like, what are you doing with it? And she said, oh, like, I couldn't see anything. I was completely blinded by the bear mace. And I realized she wasn't going to hurt the child because she thought it was her kid. Mm -hmm. So she ran out to her neighbors, asked, or screaming for help, saying, oh, she's taking my baby. And her neighbors actually caught up with her, uh, apprehended her, and then uh, were able to get the baby back. So, I mean, that one's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's a little, yeah, like, and again, like, it's like, how do you defend against bear mace? You, there's no self-defense for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, who, who carries around bear mace? But, with those but again, like, that's it's what I want to know. Like, you look at, like, intent, right? Where it's like, this whole thing, or like, there's a legitimate at, at intent to do harm, like, you're not expecting anything like that. Like, that was orchestrated. Like, that wasn't even, like, something yeah. just happening out of the blue. Like, this is an orchestrated plan. Yeah, like I, I remember um, Professor Shaw Franco, we were talking about self-defense and it was like, there's one thing where like, you can never prepare for anything, right? It's like, it's all about like being aware, like you're saying, and just being nice to people, right? Because like, yeah, I could have 
as many self-defense um, skills as I want, but if I bump into an old lady on the subway and tell her to F off, and when that subway comes by and she doesn't like the way I looked at her and she pushes me in front of the train, I'll have martial arts training. It really helps me very much. It, you're right. And all it takes is like for you to slip on a couple of pedals on the ground, fall back, hit your head. It's done. Like it's, yeah. it, it just doesn't make any sense to try to get into a confrontation. I think it's honestly the biggest lesson for anybody listening to this is the best defense is to avoid those confrontations and situations all together. Absolutely. De-escalate. Yeah. Try not to be there. Absolutely. Uh, one thing I want to talk to you about is like getting into, you know, you, you have a lot of martial arts experience. Like how did you end up even starting with like judo and jujitsu? <laughs> you've been training a very long time. So uh, how did it all start? So when I was in grade four, I was like the smallest, one of the smallest kids in my class. I think there was two other guys who were smaller than me. Um, and I got picked on a lot. I was a bit of a nerd. Uh, we, they had, sorry, they were offering wrestling team uh, at our school. So the high school kids came and coached our school. And then all the schools in the area had a tournament uh, afterwards. So that's how I started. And I started wrestling in grade four all the way through high school. And then I coached my high school team for a couple of years after that. Um, after that, I did nothing for two years, got really fat, um, out of shape, wanted to get back into shape. I tried wrestling again, that's nearly it. died. That's Wrestling's it. like- Sounds like me and Aaron during the last like, <laughs> 18 months. <laughs> so yeah, and re there's not really any recreational rec wrestling places. Like it's like you're doing it or you're not. Um, so I wanted something that I could just do a couple of times a week. So I started uh, judo classes because somebody said, oh, you should try judo. It's kind of like wrestling, uh, which it is. It's got the gi, but uh, um, same principles. You're trying to take the person down, hold them on their back. Uh, there's submissions of judo that there's not in wrestling. But then I was doing that. And my judo instructor was always talking about Brazilian jiu-jitsu and this guy, Hoist Gracie, and how he beat this Greco-Roman wrestler. So that kind of interested me. Um, and then I, I was working sales at the time. So I traveled all over Southwestern Ontario and I drop in every martial arts club I saw looking for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because my judo instructor was always talking about it. Then I came across grappling arts in Woodbridge with uh, Sil uh, Maroney uh, and his brother, Dan. And I just fell in love with the place. That was the perfect fit for me. Um, so through that, I just, uh, and I only wanted to do it one or two times a week. Uh, my ex-wife who I was with at the time was working nights. So I just ended up training five nights a week and doing, yeah, two practices a night. <laughs> so, oh, just you're I had nothing you're else to, to do. You're going to work. Okay, honey. See you later. Ah, exactly. Go. Yeah. Well, and Woodbridge was about an hour's drive from my house, but I finished training and I drive home and she'd just be getting home at this, at that time. So that worked out then. Yeah. Like, yeah. Take me through, um, cause that was the grappling arts days and like some of the, some of your memories there, because that's a pretty, for those who don't know, like in the area, like in the GTA era, it was a pretty, uh, it's like one of the first like jujitsu schools, like maybe in Ontario, maybe even in the country as well. Um, yeah, but there was basically two schools. There was grappling arts and samurai club at yeah. the time that we're teaching uh, jujitsu um grappling <laughs> the first day i went in there and like i said i've been dropping off at places all across southwestern ontario and 
I tried a few classes here and there and everybody had the same speech. Oh, our guys are really good. And going there, it wasn't an experience. And I went into grappling arts and the blue belts and there was only five of them, I think, when I first started. Um, I know there was no purple belts in Canada when I started. So, um, but the blue belts kicked the crap out of me. And I was like, okay, where do I sign up? This is the place I want to be. Um, and then Sil and Danny had talked up the place. And when I went in for my first class, it was just me, one other guy, and Sil was teaching. And Sil's showing stuff, and I'm brand new. So I'm doing a uh, uh, Americano he was showing uh, from Crossbody. So I started into it, and the guy jumps up. He's like, hey, fuck you, man. You're going to fucking break my arm. And like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm, <laughs> I thought I was going slow and easy. <laughs> so Sil ends up jumping in sending that guy to the change room. <laughs> and then he says to me, he's like, sorry, man, I've been having problems with that guy already. Uh, <laughs> sorry, man, that guy's nuts here. Sign this paper. <laughs> yeah. well, I had already signed up. This was my first class. And I was like, man, everything seems so cool beforehand. <laughs> I think trials are a little bit different these days. It's like, ah, ah, this guy's arms broke. Here, sign this. <laughs> yeah. Leave, um, your credit, so leave your credit card number at the bottom. <laughs> That was my first experience. And funny enough, um, when Sil is a very good teacher and he teaches you to buy into stuff. So uh, you guys know, like you, you can't bring your ego into the dojo with you. So you do that and you're always going to stay at that same level. You're not really going to get much better. Uh, whereas you give in and just let stuff happen and learn from it, you get much better. So Within six months to a year, this guy that was training before me couldn't do anything to me. He was coming to me for advice on stuff. Um, just, and I think that's the one big thing with jujitsu. You really have to buy into the program and uh, to get the most out of it. Nice. So, as a as a you know a white belt or somebody who's listening to this and is you know just starting out, there maybe a few weeks or a few months in. Like, take me through like you know, some of the mistakes you made as a white belt and maybe some advice for them, like starting out, like how should they structure their training? What should they look for when they're learning? What are some things that they should focus on for not just like white belt, but be even beyond that. And even just like how to structure and how to just get better at jujitsu. Um, I've always said like to get better at jujitsu, you sort of have to give into it. Um, and, uh, or as Hickson says, yeah, jujitsu is perfect. It's humans that are flawed. Um, and basically, so when you start practicing and it's common for you to rely on strength over technique. So you're trying to power out of everything. And I think the biggest thing that made a change for me is, uh, and still it said this, like, stop using strength, stop to you, like no strength, zero strength, zero strength. And when I started doing that, you start to see a lot more things because somebody pushes your arm down. Now you've got to work around the arm rather than trying to force the arm up. So my arms might be isolated but i've got the rest of my body that i can position with so i'm learning a lot more doing that than trying to fight with just my arm and focusing on one thing so the biggest thing would be yeah uh, no strength try to find ways to do things without using strength using the other person's leverage against them is huge and i th i think if you can get that in mind uh and work on things that way it makes a huge difference did you hear that, Aaron? Can you stop like spamming toe holds on me when I try to do stuff to you? <laughs> do stuff like that. You're a very flawed memory. I'm going to tell you that. That's true. All right. 
I, I, I seem to recall the last time we trained whenever I get to your back and then okay, I get one a, that was probably 18 submission. months ago so you have probably no idea what happened I, I probably forgot what a back choke is but like at the time when I did that and then when we start again you seem to just grab a toehold or, or a foot lock and then just try to reef on it like really hard it doesn't make any sense the way you say it but sure whatever um <laughs> Let me ask you this is obviously because like, you know, being a black belt for so long already now and then obviously like seeing jujitsu from like its early form to like kind of where it is now, even like with sport competition and all that, like what if like um, when you look at like that different techniques or different things that you've seen over the years where it's like one spot where you like really got like mind boggled and you didn't really realize that like jujitsu could do this, whether it being like a certain technique or a certain like set of like flow like you know what i mean yeah roll with rodrigo mandaruka and you'll see that every time <laughs> um, every i like to roll with him and then realize just how much i really still suck at jujitsu yeah. <laughs> that's and how heavy somebody is and how you know and, but it's not even that he uses that, that i mean he uses he it but yeah and, and just how he moves so incredibly well yeah um, I remember the first time I met him, uh, he was doing a seminar at Danny's uh, in Woodbridge. Um, I was teaching in Guelph that night. So, and I think Rod was a purple belt at the time. Uh, but anyways, uh, so I finished my class, drove to Woodbridge. And by the time I got there, guys were just rolling. Uh, so I ended up rolling with Rodrigo and he just smashed me. <laughs> and I hadn't been dominated like that in years. <laughs> so I'm walking off the mat. My head's hung. I'm like, holy crap, man. He just killed me. And uh, I don't know if you guys know Joe Ferraro. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So Joe's there and I come off the mat. Joe's like, man, did you ever do good? I'm like, what are you talking about? He killed me. <laughs> He's like, well, you could actually stop him here and there for a bit. Like everybody else, he just did whatever he wanted when he wanted. <laughs> uh, so, but absolutely humbling experience. Like rolling with somebody that good that just, mm -hmm. um, and he does the same thing. Like there's no strength in his techniques. He's a big guy, but he doesn't overpower you. He just, no. yeah, uses his positioning and yeah, does what he wants. He's just so positionally strong. It reminds yeah. me of uh, another, I, I rolled a lot. I trained a lot with uh, Zach Maxwell in San Diego. So I was, down, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was down there for a few months and he was just like, you know, maybe like a little bit smaller than me. And I just, I, I got a, a similar like talk from like a few people. Like, wow. You did really good against Zach. Meanwhile, I'm just getting, flattened for like <laughs> like we're doing like a black belt 10 minute round and it's just him just driving his shoulder into my face for like 10 minutes and everybody's like yeah you did really well like he like he only passed your guard like you know five or six times <laughs> yeah. I'm like, great thanks and like, meanwhile you're priding yourself on your guard <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm like yeah like i think my guard is pretty good meanwhile he's just like flatlining me like just <laughs> cutting, through cut, cutting through it like butter it's like you only you only passed you like five or six times like he just like he, he passes everybody like 20 30 times so like, you only passed you like five or six i'm like thanks yeah. <laughs> appreciate it Aaron, who's uh, somebody that you've trained with uh, that has just completely dominated you besides uh, Michael Breyers? Yeah, no, Johnny, <laughs> jo Johnny Grippo. And um, Johnny Grippo in um, New York when I went out there. And then, like, like luckily enough, like, when I was in uh, Florida, it was, like, rolling with uh, Hobson Mora, right? Like, that like that individual like that like professor is just a crazy the way he rolls and how 
he's a smaller individual, but how fast he is and how he can use his body the way he does is just crazy. And it's just like, he'll, and again, if he gets you inside control, he's like, weighs well, like 120 pounds, but he feels like he's 300, but that's just his positioning, his technique. And then again, like if you make one mistake to turn and then he's on your back choking you, like it was the, when, the first time I got to roll with him actually was at uh, Grand Summer May and um, we're rolling and whatever. And then for, I don't even know how it happened. I ended up standing up and he literally jumped onto my back then dragged me back down to the floor and then choked me. Like, it was like, I was like trying to run away or like turn back and like out of his guard or something like that. And then he literally jumped up, grabbed my back of my gi, scrambled up, hooked, and then pulled me back down to the floor and then just choked the shit out of me. And it was like, okay, I didn't think that was possible, but okay. <laughs> so uh, we had a previous uh, podcast and we were talking about tag team jujitsu. Yes, this, is ac- this was actually a thing. So picture yes. a ring, like a WWE ring. And then in this case, if Hobson was diving on Aaron's back, I would have been leaning over. Tag me! Tag me! Get me! And I get the tag, I run in, clothesline him. <laughs> it would be possible, hopefully. What? Maybe one day. But like, I do, I, again, like I said, Mike, we need to find these tapes, and this is, we we're talking about how we're going to take jiu-jitsu to the next level. I think this is what we're going to do. Tag team jiu-jitsu. Tag team jiu-jitsu. <laughs> Actually, funny enough, like, one of my favorite ways uh, when I'm rolling with uh, lower belts, I don't do it much anymore. Like my body's so beat up and injured that I, I can't really roll a lot now. Anyways, I have uh, bad neck problems and back problems. But um, when I was rolling regularly, I take like two blue belts at the same time and just go, yeah, like not tag team. They both, yeah. <laughs> you want one? <laughs> like, yeah. Both like of you be a guard. Let's go. <laughs> like being Wait. injured, I'm like that's pretty courageous. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And it could be one of the reasons that I am injured so badly. um, But I used to do it quite regularly. Yeah. Where I just had two blue belts and yeah, I'd be like, okay. And it gives me a bit of a challenge too at the same time. So. Yeah, no, for sure. You too. You too hit my guard. I'm going to choke you both at the same time. So like that Simpsons episode where (laughs) I've been taking Brazilian jujitsu. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> drops onto his back he's like get in my guard and meet your doom that, that was recently wasn't it it was uh, it was a couple of years ago i think actually yeah yeah <laughs> uh disclaimer probably not the best thing to do in a street fight <laughs> yeah no <laughs> <laughs> i'll use that line if i if i do end up in that situation though, i'll be like crawl on top of me and meet your doom. <laughs> they'd probably just be so like creeped out that they probably just go you know what i don't think this is worth it i'm gonna go now there <laughs> you go battle one battle so one so so you're saying doing a baron bolo during a street fight is probably not the most efficient thing uh, no <laughs> so that's about 17 points in the in that column and one point for matthew isaacs i've done one baron bolo in my life <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then if you have a bad neck you don't want to do it over again yeah yeah so um rob I don't know if you had a chance to listen to uh, John Danaher's um, last interview with Joe Rogan, but he was talking about, um, it was kind of like the ways to take jujitsu forward. And he's like, the things that flaws is like what jujitsu had was like the leg lock game was one thing that needed to be improved upon. And they kind of figured out the formula for that. Right. 
and then this two yeah, other yeah part, they do all right with it yeah yeah like they, they figured the oh, part yes. out on the danaher side that he's saying right the other part where he was looking at it like systematically was saying okay we need the jujitsu has to figure out how to get the fight to the floor but obviously it, in, it implies that you're using other martial arts, whether it being wrestling, judo, something else to get the fight to the floor and it doesn't have its own entity. So now obviously with, you know, having the experience as wrestling and judo, is there anything else really that we're not seeing that Danaher's talking about that getting the fight to the floor that can be jujitsu itself? Or is that more focusing just on wrestling and um, judo I, I think so when i started anyways um if you watch blue belt purple belt matches yeah guys would pull guard a lot but if you watch higher level guys black belts um it was basic a lot of it was actually who got the first takedown was going to win the match mm-hmm. um so and those guys were all good and i don't know if it happened just so happened that they um, got good at jujitsu and then decided to do judo afterwards, or if they were judo players before and then picked up uh, jujitsu afterwards. But um, yeah, the black belt guys, they all knew their takedowns and uh, they, and they'd say it like preach it basically like, yeah, get good at your takedowns. Cause yeah, you score the takedown, everything else is even you win the match. Um, so as far as that goes, like, and now um, I, I actually stopped going to part of the reason I stopped watching a lot of sports jujitsu was I got sick of the guard pulling uh, mm-hmm. guys jumping in and yeah, uh, working from there. I'd rather see two guys uh, try to take each other down, end up in the dominant position and then work. What you're saying is you're never going to watch any of my matches ever. Again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say something, Mike, but I was like, ah, oh, no, I'll let it go. Yeah. <laughs> I should have like, known oh, it's you that I should have just gone for it. It's not like just baseball slot slid in the gut again. <laughs> this isn't you. This is not real fighting. <laughs> this isn't real fight. Now, oh, that's another uh, thing that we've, I, I think another debate that we've had is jujitsu a fight. Like you go to a jujitsu tournament. Is that a fight or is that just like a match? It's a match. Yeah. It's a match. Or you, you, is it a pajama wrestling contest? Like what, what, what do you it's call a, it? It's a sport. So, I mean, it's same as um, they used to tell us in wrestling all the time, like wrestling's not a fight. Um, it's just a match. Uh, you get in a fight, you're throwing punches. Same thing with jujitsu. Like you're not throwing punches. You can't really call it a fight. And uh, I, I also think that a fight, uh, MMA is not a fight either. Uh, I think an MMA match is an MMA match. A fight is completely different. There's absolutely no rules. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff that you can do to get a quick advantage of in a street fight that, yeah, you wouldn't be allowed to do in an MMA fight. Eye gouging, <laughs> fish hooking. Yeah, yeah, eye gouging, fish hooking. What, yeah, whatever. Like, Punching yeah. the balls, something yeah, else. Yeah, grab and twist the balls. take this fight out of you really quick (laughs) so 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 what was that do you think that was just like people just saying yeah i got a fight coming up this is what i'm gonna do or is it just like like what kind of like brought that whole thing that these are fights compared to matches because like you're you're absolutely right they are matches yep uh sorry i missed the question there like what what do you think like kind of like strung that whole idea that people are calling it a fight and it's like i'm going for i have a fight this coming weekend like i i can get the mma thing i'm like i'm not sorry can you guys excuse me for just a sec here yeah yeah sure yeah go right ahead and this this uh, break is brought to you by spirit leaf water down located at aaron gall what's the address 
64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. That Currently, right now, we don't have we have curbside pickup only available, but soon they'll be have store options open. That's near that's near you, Rob, and you can get all your CBD, THC, C3PO, R2D2 needs curbside <laughs> pickup. You're going to use promo code CH Podcast ten. You're going to get 10% off your order by li- by uh, proving that you are a Children's <laughs> Hazard podcast listener. Um, it's where it's where you can pick up all of your devil's lettuce, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, I never thought I would see the day where jujitsu is illegal, but the devil's lettuce is. <laughs> Spirit Leaf Waterdown. One more time, Aaron. Send me 64 lo- Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. Send me location. Send me... We do actually have a spirit leaf here in Guelph, so <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't sponsor us, so it's only water. Yeah, okay, so spirit leaf water down. Okay, <laughs> all you people from Guelph, go to water down. <laughs> go to water down. It's not that far. Come on, like it's it's just down yeah. the road. That it's a nice way. drive. Yeah, yeah, it's good to go. Yeah, we had to get a little ad read in there, so we're good. Yeah, not no problem. Yeah, one of my little ones was sneaking down the stairs here. So. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Hey, 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 get back up there. <laughs> <laughs> I went to see what he wanted and then I just heard all the way upstairs. Yeah. Oh, he spotted me. Where were we, Aaron? Where were we? I was just asking, like, you know, like the MMA fighting, like, okay, the guy says, I got a fight upcoming weekend or I'm in fight camp. I get that. I'm not even going to go there. But like obviously, like with like BJJ guys are like, yeah, I gotta fight this weekend, which is just a tournament, right? Yeah. Like, Aaron, what? Aaron, do you know? Do you know why? I don't want to cut you off. Trying to pick up chicks at the bar. I got ah. a fight coming up, man. <laughs> you know, what I got this fight coming up. Like, I'm gonna be pulling on this guy's lapel so hard. <laughs> gonna be a fight. <laughs> Whenever I get Aaron's lapel, it's a fight. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> this is real fighting. Hashtag real fighting. Getting that trending. Would you agree, Rob? No. Uh, God, no. So I agree with which part? <laughs> with, with, with picking up girls? Is that, that's the reason why uh, I fight? That's, that could be a good reason or a big reason for it, for sure. Yeah. Fair but yeah, it's um, it, it's not a fight. Like there, there's rules to it. Um, and I mean, boxing even, I'd say like it's, it's a boxing match. It's not a fight. Um, mind you, I would not want to go in <laughs> start practicing boxing at this point either yeah actually while we're talking about boxing so tonight is the uh, floyd mayweather versus logan paul match oh really match yeah we have to, we have to underline I, match. you know what i just saw something about that today or yesterday on the internet and i was like oh there's no way he's gonna fight <laughs> oh it's like actually happening like this evening so yeah, like now now that you kind of like see that like obviously like it's an exhibition there's no judges it's um ko's are allowed they're shooting with uh 10 10 ounce gloves um do you see any chance in hell that logan paul could do anything to floyd mayweather or no this is a <laughs> i mean it, it, as they, as they say you know, like everybody's got a puncher's chance but yeah uh, i i would think that mayweather yeah uh tears him to pieces yeah, that's my sentiment. I'm not sure about you, Michael. What do you think? Oh, I think Logan Paul is totally not going to, <laughs> to uh, <laughs> I think, probably get the better of, of that exchange. I, you know, I think Floyd defensively is very, very good. Maybe one of the, the best boxers I think I've ever seen defensively. Like, he just doesn't, for a sport where the objective 
is to punch somebody in the face. He doesn't get punched in the face very often. And it seems like everybody gets punched in the face at some point. Yeah. I can remember maybe on one or two fights where I've actually, or sorry, fight matches, matches, I gotta say matches where I've actually seen him get hit. I think the only time I've actually seen him get hurt was when we fought Shane Mosley. And this is like 10 years ago where he got clearly cracked really That hard. was the only time. Yeah, that's I think the only, that's the only time I can remember where he was actually like wobbly and everybody's like, oh my God, he's going down. And then he just clenched, grabbed, took his time to recover. And that's part of the reason why I'd say boxing is not a fight. Yeah, he got clipped really good. And then he clinches, grabs, the referees start to break him up. He's got a few seconds. In a real fight, the guy's taking you to the ground. And yeah, especially you're that wobbly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, I always wonder, are we ever going to see like somebody as, as dominant as Floyd, right? Like, are we ever going to see somebody like that again, right? Or are we look at like even like an MMA, like will we ever see another like John Jones or another like Anderson Silva at his prime, like just being so dominant the way, the way they were? I always, I get like, there's always the next best thing. But like, when you see like these iconic people, have we, like, will you ever see them again? Like, that's a curious thing. I, I, I think at some point, yeah, you're going to see it come around. Uh, if, if you guys follow hockey at all or. Yeah. I mean, McDavid's year this year was up there with Lemieux and Gretzky's years. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and it, it's been a long time in between and nobody thought it would ever come again, but uh, there he is putting up those kind of numbers. I mean, mind you, it was a short season, but yeah. I, 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 I think he would have kept it up through the whole thing. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk hockey. It's too hard. It's too, it's too <laughs> You're at least fan, are you? Yeah, <laughs> too much right now. Especially, I think Montreal won today, and I just like everybody like, you're gonna jump on. You're gonna jump on that bandwagon. I'm, I'm like, a Habs fan. I'm recording the game. I'm like, listen, listen. When that bandwagon comes by, I'm the guy gonna ignite the bridge on fire. Okay, that's who I am. <laughs> Let it burn. Then, then that will be a real fight. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I th- it was funny because like everything on Instagram, all like the negative like leaf stuff. I just repeatedly just tag Aaron Gall. Aaron Gall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have sixty four tags from Michael Breyer's Aaron Gall. <laughs> I, I get it enough from my brother in law too. That's all I've been. I've been getting text messages all night. Just telling me what's going on. I'm like, oh, thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So, so Rob, kind of like, what's uh, the future have planned for yourself? Like, obviously, like when COVID, like restrictions kind of come under, like what's kind of like the next step? What's the future looking like for you? Um, when COVID, yeah, when we start to get over with, really trying to build the club up and uh, recoup some of what we've lost over the last year or two. Um, so that's one of the goals, uh, my YouTube channel, again, trying to get that up and going and, uh, hoping that that gets going enough so that if anything ever does happen like this again, then I've got a secondary source of income, uh, coming in. Yeah. yeah and, uh, just for those listening this one more time, uh, what's your, what's your YouTube channel? We want to give it's, you a uh, that black belt guy, that black belt guy, Mr. Rob Veltman. It was an honor to have you on. Um, I want to give you like, you know, Closing thoughts, anything you want to say? Do you have any sponsors you want to shout out? Uh, no sponsors <laughs> yet, yeah. Um, Spirit Leaf, if you're listening. <laughs> Spirit Leaf, well, yeah. black belt guy is looking for you. Um, 
yeah, no sponsors to shout out to uh, at this point. Uh, but yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we definitely wish you all the best coming in the future. Hopefully these restrictions come off soon. And again, we just want, hope everybody can start training again, get their mental health in check and build off that. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure, Rob. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you. All right. Take care, guys. All right, guys. All right. Thanks, everybody.